Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Told. Yes, we're excited. Today is a fun topic. Absolutely. Today is a relevant topic for, honestly, every person. I think one of the most common conversations I have with people is people trying to either discover their calling or how to step into their calling or... It's just around this topic of calling. Yeah. And I, I can understand why. Because it's literally the purpose you're here on 100%. earth for. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know where they stand within that, oftentimes there's instability. There's questions. There's confusion. And what we want to do today is really just kind of talk about how to become who God has called you to be. Yeah, we want to encourage you and let you know you do not need to live another day feeling unfulfilled. Right. God wants you to be all that he's called you to be. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to give uh, five points today mm-hmm. on becoming who God has called you to be. And our prayer is that, you know, your days of feeling unfulfilled are over and that you step into all that God has for you. Life's too short. Life is fleeting. Right. Don't go another day not yeah. knowing or being who God has called you to be. Right. And in the Bible, it says, my people perish for, for a lack of knowledge. And what I don't want you to do is to get so consumed mm-hmm. with this topic of calling and purpose and everything around it that you actually start almost self-destructing because I've met many people that have just got so caught up into this. See, the problem is, is that people want to be in control. Mm -hmm. And there's an element of fulfilling God's call for your life where you are not in control. Right. And you step out of the driver's seat and you put God in the driver's seat. And I mean, maybe you're like my wife and you're, we like to joke and call her a control enthusiast. Yeah. It's just Uh, a nicer way of saying control freak. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) But, right, we like to be able to control. And oftentimes we are unwilling to relinquish that and allow God to actually pull us into our calling. For sure. See, dealing with your calling is a lot less like a roadmap and a lot more like a compass. Um, And what I mean by that is this. A lot of people, when they get saved and ask where their direction for life is going to be, Mm -hmm. they want an A and then a stop at B, a stop at C, and they want to know everything from A to Z. But the reality is, is God doesn't work that way. I've seen oftentimes God just give one step at a time. Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Would you follow me? You know, what did he say to Abraham? He just said, leave everything. Yeah. Follow me and I'll give you. And this is the other way I see it. People will get where they are right now and then they'll get the end result. For sure. But they don't know quite the direction to get there. For sure. I would say it all the time. I feel like God looks at the zoomed out image and we kind of are looking at the zoomed in image. Yeah. Which 
what we need to realize a lot of times for our benefit. I think mm. that if God showed a lot of us the full image of everything that was going to take place, I don't think a lot of us are mature enough to handle that. Yeah. No, I agree. We've got to take it step by step. And and that's why I like to say it. it's m- much more like a compass. Yeah. Go this way for this long. Yeah. Go here and even... It's like a game. Every level, what every turn of obedience unlocks another door. (laughs) It's true though, (laughs) right? I mean, even, and I want to give practical examples because I want to relate to it because this is something that we're stepping into in an awesome capacity even now. Like, But I remember when I got saved, I immediately knew I needed to go to Bible school. I knew that that it was was part of my calling and that, that was my next step. And so four months later, I changed everything, moved to a new state, and... Which, listen, people need to understand it was a pretty radical thing for you. It's not like, oh, you were raised in a church family, so you always knew you were going to be in ministry. I mean, you were doing everything to run away from that. You were enlisted in the military. A lot of people don't even know. So for you to, to get saved and know, I need to go to Bible school, that was pretty radical. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I was far from God and I encountered God and I knew that that was my next step. Right. See, and then we came and graduated Bible school. Right. And then it was, here, what's the next step? Yeah. And then we took that step and it was... Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, yeah, I think about myself. I never saw myself living in New York. Exactly. You know, when I knew to go to Bible school, my plan was I'm going to Bible school for three years and I'll be going back to South Africa after three years. I didn't... I never saw myself in New York, but each moment or step of obedience unlocks or shows us what the next step is and a lot of the time it's unexpected what we think in our natural mind and this is what you need to get in your heart too is that the miracles in the movement or the miracles in the obedience see a lot of times we're waiting to see all the things that god has for our calling before we ever take a step and or we are so enveloped in what we think we're supposed to be, we never take the step God's calling us to do right now in it's that so moment. True. It's so and true. I just want to encourage you today in this topic of calling that God has something significant for your life. God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. And this is key. God did not just save you so you could go to heaven. Yeah. God saved you for something here on earth. Absolutely. And that purpose, no matter how God has gifted you, no matter how God has called you, if you are saved and accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, your goal now is to build the kingdom of heaven, to reach the lost, carry out the Great Commission, to disciple people, to help fund the kingdom of God, to raise yourself and your family in a godly manner. It doesn't matter who you are. It all comes back down to those basic fundamentals. For sure. So let's dig into the Bible. Ephesians yeah. 4 1 says this Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Man, that's so good. I love that. Scripture. That's so good. Life worthy of your calling. A life See, that measures up to the calling that yeah. God has. See, I think you're probably thinking less than God is. Yeah. I think you might be thinking smaller than than God has been. And God has designed you to be a winner for him. God has designed you to make great impact on the world. And you know what's crazy is God's just looking for willing, obedient, holy 
vessels yeah. that love him and are willing to go to the ends of the earth for him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm reading the book of Deuteronomy right now. And it's like over and over. If you would just obey me, I will do this for you. If you will just obey me, I will do this for you. Over and over and over again. I mean, I yeah, I love it. And then we were affiliated with an awesome youth conference called uh, the Uproar Conference. Which is actually coming up. Yep. In three-ish weeks. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this and you're the out of town, you can come to this. Mm-hmm. I actually want to encourage you to come to this. Mm-hmm. It is a free, free youth and young adult conference. And free doesn't mean we sk- they skimped on everything. Oh, no, no, no. They get the best speakers we have a move of God every single year. Every year. And it, it just gets better and better and better. And so I think, I want to say, I just pulled up my calendar. It's July 27, 28, and 29. That's when it is. But yep. if you want to look it up, go to theuproar.org and all the info Join us. Right we would there. love, yeah. love, love, love to have yeah. you guys. But their scripture is the uproar is these are the ones who have turned the world upside down. Yeah. And I was talking about the disciples coming into a new city and literally their reputation went before them. Right. That they were the ones that turned the world upside down. See, God wants to turn some things upside down in your life. Maybe it's your family dynamics. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's people that you've been discipling and leading. Look, God wants to use you. Maybe it's your business and he wants to turn it upside down for his glory. He wants to elevate it, escalate it. He wants to take you into places you've never been before. But let's dig into our five quick ways that you become who God has called you to be. All right. So the first one would definitely be uh, observe your gifts and your talents. Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with people all the time when people are like, Jade, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I ask them is what are some gifts and talents that are in your life? What What brings you you life, right? Yeah. What what would make you want to get out of bed and be excited for the Mm -hmm. day? What are things that you're good at? What Mm -hmm. are things that, uh, you know how certain people just touch things and it just like turns to gold. Mm-hmm. What are those things? Because a lot of times those things are indicators of what God has asked you to do. Absolutely. It, you know, if everywhere you go, people are drawn to you, yeah. right? And they just want to be around you and you're a magnet for them. Obviously God's given you the gift of leadership. Yeah. And then it would be, okay, identifying the gift of leadership in your life. Now, God, how do you want me to apply this? How do you want me to apply this gift in my church? Yeah. How do you want me to apply this in my workplace? What is it? And you start to follow these things. Yeah. And what's so cool is as you as you release the gifts God has given to you at the level he's given them to you, they start to grow. Yeah. And they start to become more influential and more impactful. For sure. But the first thing to do, just like my wife's saying, is find out what your gifts are. Yeah. Find out. I mean, God's not calling you to be a world-renowned worship leader if you sound terrible right. when you sing. Like myself. Right? right. Or never. if you don't That's have a passion for worship and for music. Sure. Right? God gives you passions and desires. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that you're automatically just going to be incredible at whatever God has called you to do. 
that steps into the second one. Well, before you okay, go to the okay, second okay, one, okay, what okay, I wanted okay. to say was you might even be operating in your gifts and talents, but maybe not in the capacity that God wants you to. Right. Think about myself. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Always. I had, when I was in high school, I had my university picked out. I'd done the university tour. I'd done everything. It was like ready to go. Little did I know God was calling me to teach, but it wasn't in the capacity that I thought it was going to be in. It was actually to become a teacher of his word. So you might even be operating in your gifts and talents, but maybe there's another level that God has for you to step into. Absolutely. I mean, even in my, just you're bringing up like when I was figuring out what I was going to do before I was saved, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the military. Then once I'm in there and, and get out, then I'm going to go into law enforcement of some kind. And it's funny because the natural things that were in me, like I wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. I wanted to protect people. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to lead people into a, a good direction. Yeah. And I was just taking those gifts and talents and using them yeah. in a natural way. And it would be a shame for God to give you something so special and it never gets used for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, okay. Now we establish like, look, becoming who God's called you to be, you got to find your gifts, your talents, your yeah. abilities. Well, you take gotta, notice of yeah. them. Absolutely. And ask people what they are. If you don't know what they are, people will notice things. Yeah. Ask somebody close to you, what am I good at? What, yeah. do you, what do you think? You know, when you think about me, what do you think? Like, oh, they're so good at that or whatever. You might even be surprised yeah. at what God has put on the inside of you that you might not be noticing. Absolutely. And number two, this goes right with number one, obviously, but it's stewardship then of those things. For sure. It's stewardship of yourself, your life, your relationship with Jesus. Really every area of See, your life. Almost everything, right? Every single person has been given a measure of faith. And then our duty as a believer is to grow Robert. that faith. Yeah. What did Paul say to Timothy? I've you know imparted these gifts to you, fan them fan the into mm-hmm. flame. Our God, our job is to take what is given to and us and to be good stewards of it, which means to increase it. Yeah. And you know that may not sound cool, but can I tell you this? That this is the overlooked one. Mm-hmm. Good stewardship is overlooked, which is crazy because the Bible does not stutter when it comes to stewardship. I'm even yeah. thinking about the parable of the talents, yeah. right? That's a very clear picture of how serious God mm-hmm. takes stewardship mm-hmm. and how serious he takes it that he's given us something and he expects us to do something with it. Yeah. I've made a decision from the begin- beginning of our ministry, really from the beginning of salvation. It's like anything I'm going to do, I'm going to do it right. Right. I'm going to do it for the Lord. I mean, that goes all the way to Bible school. When I'm, <laughs> Jade can attest to this, I was, uh, I don't know how I ended up on a cleaning team. Definitely not my first choice. But I was vacuuming the sanctuary. And I'm like putting stripes, vacuuming stripes. He actually still does in, that. I, yeah, When I do. he vacuums, he puts stripes. <laughs> I'm putting stripes into this, uh, this uh, uh, altar area yeah. for the carpet. Um, you know, making sure that everything, I'm, I, I struggled when I was doing the counting for all the say, usher materials. I just remember because you I wasn't a person that counting. could. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't the person that would look at it and be, uh, it's about a thousand. I'd be like, no, I'm going to count yeah, out a hundred. And then I'm going to make people yeah. would have guesstimated. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I've just made a commitment that everything we're going to do. And then when it, it well. comes to, you know, when we started the young adults ministry, you know, when we were doing the outreach ministry, when we started the church, it just comes down to stewardship. And just like the parable of the talents, those that are faithful, they get more. Always. 
they increase you. See, God is not looking around, looking to make your life worse, <laughs> making it your your wanting your life to be worse off than before you yeah. started serving Him. He wants to raise up people that are going to make an impact for Him. He's looking and observing people and finding the faithful, the good stewards, and He's going to. He'll, the Bible says he took from the one that was a bad steward right. and gave it to the one that was a good steward. So your stewardship ability. See, you don't need to be a rising star and flash in because most of the time if you flash in quick, you're going to dim away quickly. Yeah. But God wants the consistent. Mm-hmm. God wants those that are willing to put in the work that are willing to put in the effort. God's looking for those that are willing to wake up every morning and dig into his word and spend time in prayer with him. And when he speaks, that that they would obey him. God is looking for those that would take the gift and not consider it something light. Yeah. But just like, yeah, I think it's in Colossians, says everything you do, do, do it as if you're doing it mm-hmm. unto the Lord. And that's what God is looking for. So number one, right, God's given you gifts and talents for your calling. Number two, we then are stewards of our life and that calling that he has given us and those gifts, those talents, the faith that he has established in our lives. And it's our duty to be good stewards and to develop, to grow, to mature them as a believer. Yep. Number three. Yep. Impartation. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. You want to figure out how to jump a level? (laughs) how to uh, get somewhere that somebody else has already been quicker than they Have got there. Have somebody's, what ceiling is your floor? Yeah, yeah. Impartation is uh, the impartation answer. Impartation is the answer. Actually, we, we love uh, Ted and Carolyn Shuttlesworth. He wrote a book called Further Faster, The Power of Impartation. I'm yeah. pretty sure is the line. So good. It is. And even my dad, he would always say, my dad and my mom, they'd say, our ceiling is your floor. Yeah, and another thing that they would say, you should remind me, is our success is making you successful. Right. And that really is the power of impartation. Is somebody taking what God's done for them, what God's taught them, what, how God's moved in their life, and imparting it into somebody else that that person skips levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Elijah and Elisha. Elisha skipped levels. Yeah. Right? He got separated from every other prophet. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. He walked in something that he didn't even... I mean, he was obviously there, and he was a good steward, but he jumped levels. Yeah, but he and contended for it. Exactly. And that's why impartation is so important. Who is imparting into your life? Because if you have people that are... Think about this, right? Solomon did not have to fight really at all. The right? Bible says that yeah. Solomon, when he became a king after mm-hmm. his father David, that there was peace in the land yeah. because David had fought all the battles. He yeah. had gotten all the victories. He had a lot of blood on his hand, honestly. And that's what impartation will do. Impartation will put you somewhere, and I'll use Ted's line, further, faster. He'll make you and put you in rooms that you didn't really even belong in in the first place. Impartation will give you gifts, talents, and abilities. And we can see that with Paul to Timothy, where he laid hands on him and imparted spiritual gifts to him. And he said, I've given you these things. They belong to Paul first, and he stu- Paul was a good steward of them. And then he imparted them to Timothy, and Timothy then developed them, stewarded them, 
but he got something special from Paul that other people did not have. Who is imparting into your life? I mean, I even consider the influence of our life. And, you know, I, I always tell people that our calling is interesting because we're going to plant a church, but it's like, it's going to be a little different than I think a lot of churches because we've received impartation from a lot of different areas, right? Like Jade and I went to Bible school at Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's where we experienced the supernatural, the, right. the presence and the power of God. And then we went and uh, worked with her uncle in yep. South Africa. Yep. And I mean, just that faith, faith. method. Yeah. Wow, faith method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound yeah. like Mike Tyson over here. <laughs> oh, oh my Lord. The, the, the faith yeah. message yep. that's there, it just imparted into our hearts and we caught that. And then we came here to New York and the discipleship and loving people and the systems that yeah. we learned and how to operate and run a church. And now we've connected with Bishop Rick Thomas, who's one of the greatest examples of stewardship stewardship yeah i mean even more than that but like stewardship in everything i mean stewardship of your gifts your call i mean he just loves people he treats people like jesus would and the message of prosperity and oh, the yeah. anointing of prosperity that's on his life i mean, i love it it's encouraging and we've received impartation throughout our life and throughout our ministry uh, if you hear a baby in the background, it's because he's still attached to Jade pretty much uh, <laughs> yes. at the hip. Yes. Or, I mean, if he's you really want to be real, uh, yeah, uh, at the boob, not at the hip, he's attached. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number three is impartation. So becoming who God has called you to be. Yeah. God gave you gifts and talents for your calling. It's your duty to steward those gifts and talents. Then along those gifts and talents and along your calling and purpose, you should be surrounding yourself with people that are imparting into your life. Impartation is the transference from one person's anointing or gifts and callings to you as an individual. Number four, obedience to God's word. Guess what? There is no amount of prayer, position, or faith that will replace obedience. Oh my goodness, yeah. You can pray for 24 hours straight, but if you disobey when God gives you an instruction, you will not see your calling and your purpose fulfilled. Obedience positions you for your calling and your purpose. Obedience positions you for breakthrough. Obedience positions you for increase. Obedience positions you where God is in your life and in your direction that he's bringing you. Yeah. Nothing can replace obedience. That's why we need to be quick to hear, quick to listen. The Bible always says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Right. The Bible says that those who are my sheep will know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Right. We need to learn to hear God's voice and his instruction so that when he speaks, we do it. Mm -hmm. Look, God spoke to us a year ago and said, I want you to plant a church in Bradenton, Florida. I mean, we knew a lot longer than a lot longer than that, that mm -hmm. we were going to be doing something, but we didn't know what. But when God did speak a year ago, we knew it was time to act then. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy in the natural. We've got a successful church here in, in Ithaca. We've got great... Oh my gosh, you I should mean, see people's faces when you say that we're going to go start something new. It's like, why? 
why on God's green earth would you do something like we that? We could stay here and be so comfortable. And that's the problem. Yep. Right? And so complacent yep. with everything that we have. And I love it because God always calls us out of our comfort. Always. And let me let me tell you, was there a bunch of people that we know in Bradenton, Florida that we're going to move down and start a church with? No. No. But God called us there. You know, God called Actually, us and told us and directed us to do this. I have family two hours south. Right. And I was like, I mean, God, you know how you reason with God? <laughs> Don't you want to, you know, Naples is looking a lot more attractive. Naples is looking a lot more comfortable. Yeah, we want to hang and out with the old people in Naples. No, I'm kidding. Stop. But that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't what God had for us. God had an instruction. And now we see the reason for the instruction. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? At obedience, the blessing comes. When you obey God, his hand steps, like just covers your life. It's so supernatural. Man, he goes before you. He prepares the way. And I think a lot of people miss their calling or the fullness of it because they get comfortable and don't want to take risks anymore. For sure. Because they get comfortable and just kind of put it on cruise control. And it's scary, right? It, no, I, I completely agree. And that's why we need to encourage people that God isn't calling you to a life of comfort and, and mediocre living, but God is calling you into a radical life. So it doesn't mean you move somewhere new, right? It means that God will tell you to do wild things and he will tell you to do radical things and whatever that is, do it. For sure. It may look like going and ministering to a person at a park. Right. <laughs> you know, it may look like starting that business that he encouraged you to do. That may look like starting the online ministry or the evangelism or the church that he called you to. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is the obedience when he speaks. For sure. For and sure. when God knows you're going to listen, guess what? His, the, I almost feel like the volume of his voice gets turned up higher Absolutely. and higher and then and the higher. reward is so great right Hebrews eleven six. he's a rewarder yeah. of those who seek him diligently seek him and those who are diligently seeking him are those who are obedient yeah yeah man I just man, God has something big for you yeah I don't know where you are I don't know where you're listening from but God has something so big for your and life and don't fall into the trap of thinking well you know it must I'm not called to the fivefold ministry, so mm-hmm. this must not, you know, this must not concern me. This must, this message must not be for me. No, this is for every single child of God. Absolutely, and you are called as a minister, whether you're in the fivefold ministry or not. Your purpose is to fill, fulfill God's call for your life, for sure. and it looks different for every person. But here are a few ingredients that should belong to every individual following their calling and becoming who God has called them to be. The fifth one is discipleship slash relationship with Jesus, right? This is something that never leaves. You never graduate from right relationship with God. Yeah. He is your foundation. Jesus is your cornerstone. You need to always be growing, always be increasing your communication with God. Don't allow your personal relationship to get put on the back burner because Jesus is the foundation of everything that flows out of your life. Absolutely. Man, I if <laughs> I, I see people, they, they just get so caught up with their purpose or their calling or other things that they just forget 
the reason for it all. Yeah. Jesus is the reason for your calling, your purpose, your destiny. Yeah. It's to serve him. It's to allow him to live through your life and impact the world. And so number five, it may seem like a non-important one or like, a, oh yeah, I'm a Christian or I'm saved. But no, you need to be always pursuing God yeah. to set your affection, set your desire. Yeah on Jesus and just continue to fall in love with him and, and get enveloped in his presence and his power and his word day after day after day because he is the sustaining power that allows this to happen. Yeah. And quite frankly, if he's not your foundation, you're either not going to fulfill your calling and your purpose or you're going to get a level of success and it's no longer going to be rooted in him. It's going to be rooted in something else. So it'll be right. tainted. Right. Um, or or you can allow him to be the foundation. You can allow him to have give you fresh mercies every day and experience his presence every morning um, and truly f- help you fulfill yeah. your purpose and calling here on earth. Yeah. And become all that God has called you to become. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.